Welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Kendra and Nicole. And this is episode 30. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. Stay a while, look around, listen to some of our previous episodes so that you can get to know the podcast. And we hope that you come back again. <laughs> yes. So how was your weekend, Nicole? Okay, so this past weekend was my son's seventh birthday. Oh my gosh, seven? Dang. Seven. Lucky number seven. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my goodness, you've been bo- you've been here like all seven years. Like I know. I remember was- when I came to meet him for the first time, we had went to like lunch or something. He's yeah. so little. Oh, oh yeah. Just sushi place. Yeah, he was super little and now he's all big and he's just he's so funny. He's 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 something else. But um <laughs> he really wanted to go ride go-karts. So we um as a family went to speed zone and um he had been talking to Audrey, my daughter, like a whole lot about doing go-karts and this and that. So um he was so happy to take her and have her do it. And we did miniature golf. And it was so funny because my husband was telling me the first time he took him to speed zone, mm-hmm. um, he was just kind of nervous, like hitting the walls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this time when he got in that golf cart, <laughs> he was lit. He was, he was whipping it. He was just whipping the corners, just like, <laughs> I'm in this, like, I'm going, like, I was just like, oh my goodness, he was passing Audrey on the track. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my goodness, like, he is really seven, and he is really, like, mm-hmm. doing the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And by the second time Audrey did the go-kart, she was whipping it, too, so I was like, oh, wow, you guys, go, guys. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Austin got to go in the fast go-kart, like the adult go-kart with my husband. And uh, it it makes it look like the passenger can drive, but they really can't. Oh. So my husband is like passing people and like foot to the floor, going, going, going. And then you just see my son on the passenger side looking like he really doing something. (laughs) He thought he was really doing it. He couldn't even believe it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like holding it. He's like, and it was so funny, but you guys can't see it through here, but I'm like, go, Austin, go. And then he 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 looked to the left and he was like, I was like, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but he like put his hand in the air like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, boy, you was not driving that go-kart right now. <laughs> he thought he was really doing it. He probably was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how good I am. <laughs> Yeah, he was really whipping it. And then this weekend, it was so nice. I finally got a moment to like go for a long walk and like work out. And it was so cool because um, I had realized I hadn't ran in like a long time. Like I was like, I don't remember the last time I ran. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna try and run. Like, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Yeah. And I was running. I was like, oh my gosh, I can run. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, like, if you haven't ran in a while, you forget. Like, you, it's like, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Because it's like, and your body, like, especially, like, I gave birth nine months ago. So, like, 
the lower abdomen just feels like still disconnected, like nothing's together. And, right. and so I was like, oh, wow. I, I, I didn't really run. Like I jogged, but it's still, yeah, it was running to me. something better than me. <laughs> Listen, it was tough, but it was nice to just like get out in the fresh air and just, you know, just do a little something, something. But what did you do this weekend? Girl, I was in the house again. <laughs> you were in the house? Yes, in the house all weekend. But um, yeah, my husband had a trip planned with some of his friends. Um, they had planned for a while. So uh, they went to like Arrowhead. So I was here with the kids. So we um, we just spent some time at, um, around the house. We went out on Saturday, went for a drive um to pick up a few things but we're still trying to be like super safe so um I just kind of like took them outside but not really around people yeah um just to get some fresh air and like just be out so we did that on Saturday um Sunday he was supposed to come home but um yeah it's a long story he wasn't able to come home (laughs) (laughs) so um the it just got extended and yes it was like a really long weekend and um aka kids are gonna be gone this weekend (laughs) y'all bruh okay (laughs) yeah it was a really long weekend monday was mok day so um yeah there was no school so it was just like a really long weekend (laughs) (laughs) oh mama was tired okay mama is tired okay so the boys gave me a run for my money i felt every bit of it um bryson was not trying to go to sleep what night was that i think it was uh friday night or saturday night he was up to like 12 30 i was like who are you what are you doing? Like, why are you lit right now? Like lit, like lit. So I'm like, oh my God, like what is going on? So he slept better the next day. Um, Cause I don't let him take a nap. I was like, is he phasing out of this nap thing? Because if he going to be up like this, then we could forget the nap because nah, he needs to go to bed. So, um, but yeah, it was cool weekend. Just, you know, with the kids, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I had a moment. So when my husband came home, I was out. <laughs> okay. So I was able to get out today and like get me a little break because that was a lot of consecutive days, 24-7. Like I'm used yeah. to having I'm used to having my husband here so I can like when I go cook dinner, like I'm down there by myself. And that's like my moment to like get a break just to like, you know, just be by myself no right so i ain't getting none of that so i was like thirsty for it so i was like i'm leaving <laughs> the second he walks in you're like keys in hand i'm gone i'm gone thank you and he encouraged welcome back me. welcome back <laughs> he he definitely encouraged it he brought me some flowers he was like you the mvp i'm like you see me we see each other so yeah you're like, you're like he doesn't even get to the p he, you're like out the door the car is our the engine is already on <laughs> you're like, oh, you, don't, don't even don't even stop to pick up starbucks just just for straight real. especially because i can't even get starbucks right now so i'm like yes, God. 
yeah so I'm, I'm doing going strong with no coffee so i really want to go to i really want i want to go to, i wanted to go to starbucks several times this weekend <laughs> <laughs> you're like you know what maybe the weekend would have went a little smoother if i would have had starbucks oh if i would have had starbucks it would have been no sweat on my back okay but i was like tired couldn't have no caffeine like i had to just like drink my water and my smoothie and pray that the the fruits and vegetables do what they're supposed to do yeah they didn't so yeah i was out i had a nice little um i found a new little spot well it's not new but it's new to me um like there's like a little pond area over here and Nicole was saying she actually used to go to that area to relax as well. And I used to go there to like walk, but I didn't know that there was another side to the parking lot where you can just like park yeah. and listen to, there's like a waterfall and you can just like listen to the water and just like relax. So I found that little nook and cranny today and I was like, oh, this is my new spot. <laughs> listen, that's a good little spot too, because it's generally pretty quiet over there. Right there. Yeah. There was a couple people walking and I was like, next time I'm probably going to go walk too. But, um, but yeah, I was just like chilling in the car at the window down, like literally watching the ducks and it was so peaceful. So relaxing. Remember, last week we talked about finding your peace. I went there to find my peace. Okay. <laughs> it needed to be found. <laughs> and that's the and thing I'll about, but that's the thing about peace is, you know, you, as long as you know how to find it, you are right. Right, right. I utilized all my tips and tools this weekend, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was fighting for that thing. <laughs> um, while we're, we're live, we're, I, well, I guess we're not we're live, but while we're recording this, I just saw something really sad. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, um, Andre Leon Talley, just, they just posted that he passed away at the age of 73. He was the Vogue editor. He was the Vogue editor for a really long time. Oh, that's sad. I know. That was, that's like, that? huh? Well, I, I was like, who is that? I know, I know. Vogue the fashion girl, you guys. Yeah, I'm really, in, I'm really into fashion. And so he's such, he's been such oh, a- Oh, I know who that is. He was yeah, he was a lot on the uh, the show you like to watch, Tyrant. Yeah, on Top Model. Yeah. Yes, I know who that is. Oh no, that is sad. What did yeah. I think his name was? I don't know what I thought his name was. I didn't know his name was Andre. There was two Andres on the show, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Oh, but that's man. like, I know he had been kind of struggling with his health. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, prayers to him. Yeah, so prayers to him and his family. Yeah, and all those who um, know and love him. I'm sure a lot of people are um, mourning that loss because, yeah, Yeah. he's been around for a really long time. Yeah, he was, he's really the, it's so crazy when people are on that high at Vogue, they Mm -hmm. really are the people that decide the trends to to Mm -hmm. at a certain level you know right because they're the gatekeepers like vogue even though people don't quite they still have their prestige so they're really the gatekeepers of what's cool and what's not so right yeah he was a gatekeeper for a long time they had to really kick him out but he's gonna definitely be missed wow yeah 
Well, not to be sad, guys. I just thought. I know. Let's, in the spirit of hot topics, though, we're going to keep on that um, that wave. So, we got to talk about our good brother, Kanye. We had to talk about this, y'all, because what in the world? So, as you guys already know by now, Kanye took it upon himself to go live over the weekend and share that he did not have the address to attend his daughter's birthday party, mm-hmm. Chicago. And he was basically like, you know, I don't have my daughter's at birth, I don't have the address for my daughter's birthday. I tried to call Tristan. He threw Tristan all the way under the bus. He threw the everybody under the bus. He was yeah, like, he's like, I called Kim. <laughs> he tried to call everybody and nobody's picking up the phone. Like it was just like this whole sad like car video situation. And I felt for him though, because I was like, yeah. Well dang, he should be able to go to his daughter's birthday party. I know he'd be tripping, but dang. And people yeah. was like, well, he pro- she probably had her boyfriend there and she didn't want no issues. But I'm like, this family, they they throw everybody in the mix. So okay. he, he a little different though. I don't know how he would do, um, you know, Scott and uh, Courtney, they went on vacations with each other and their other significant others and be fine. But I don't know if Kanye is ready for all that. Listen, we're going to get into that. But long story short, after he does that rant, 30 Mm -hmm. minutes later, we see him at the birthday party. He tells us afterwards that Travis gave him the address. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, Kim's people, allegedly, all this is allegedly, okay. Kim's people, except for the car rent. We all saw that. Right. Allegedly, Kim's people said they were supposed to have separate birthday parties and... Uh, they try to basically clean it up like that, right? Yeah, so it was supposed to be understood that he wasn't going to be attending the party because he was supposed to have his own party. Yeah. yeah. And you know what that sounded like to me? Okay, say that it's, that's true. He was supposed to have his own party. It was like, you're going through a divorce. You know, okay, I'm going to step back even one step further. I think that sometimes when people decide to go through divorces, they don't look at the big picture of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Kanye was in the middle of nowhere and Kim was begging him to move back, basically. Mm-hmm. Remember when all that stuff was going on and Kim was like, I can't move out there. My life is in LA. Oh, I don't want my yeah, Wyoming. He was in Wyoming doing the album and he just like bought a house and like lived out there and he's just partying out there and having right. all his celebrity friends visit. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that video where they caught TMZ caught um Oh yeah. Yeah in when the car she went with out him. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she was crying in the car. Yeah. And when I saw that video and I saw her get back on that plane after she was crying in the car. I knew it was over. I knew it was over because our whole family, we got four kids. We live in LA and you decide you just want to spend, you know, we're all having to do this pandemic thing, whatever. And you just decide to live in a whole different state and think that we're still going to be together. And I have all the responsibility of the kids all by myself. Right. So I don't think he understood the things he was doing was going to end up putting him in the situation of divorce and I think people don't realize like the impact that divorce has on people individually 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. He probably thought that, I mean, she's, she's followed him through a lot of things and allowed a lot of things. And so in his mind, well, I'm going to build this little getaway for us and then they're going to all come. Yeah. No, your wife, like her life is in LA. Like everything she does is here. She needs to be, she has her businesses and her things and she needs to be seen by people. She can't just be off in the wilderness where nobody can see her. Like that's not her life. So, but I think he kind of was just in a different, you know, he was in a, he's obviously in a different space in his life to where, you know, he was on his little spiritual journey and all that stuff. And sometimes if your partner is not in the same place as you, and it's not in alignment with what you guys have decided to do together, it doesn't always work out. But yeah, she, she's not willing to go on this roller coaster with him. And yeah. Yeah, she definitely made up her mind that she was not going on this roller coaster. And two, um, this whole like campaign he's doing to get her back, but at the same time wants to be doing this photo shoot with that model girl or that. Yeah, he, he he definitely wants to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah, he, he wants it all, and you know, yeah, he he definitely wants it all. And then I saw you know about him. Um, purchasing the home across the street he's like you know that's the whole reason why I bought the home was to be around my children and like I'm supposed to be recording an album in Miami right now or wherever he said he was supposed to be at but you know I'm trying to be here for my children and the whole purpose of me being close is to be closer to them that's why I bought the house that's why I'm out here right now when I have other things to do my children are my first priority and I do believe that he you know wants to be close to the kids but I just think sometimes the tactics are not, I mean, but hey, he utilized his resources and it worked because literally minutes later, not even an hour later, he's literally at the party talking to Chris. So I think Chris was like, oh no, he's on the internet. Get him here so I can go ahead and uh, neutralize this situation because we don't need this to spiral. So... <laughs> Because the last thing we need is this whole thing of how the Kardashians and the baby daddies and this and that. Right. But I, I do think you brought up a good thing earlier about how they usually have the 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 spouse the the baby daddies around, like Scott is around. But Scott is he not feeling that Travis. Scott but Scott played his role though. He do. He do. He played his role. He plays his role. He knows his role. And he don't make too much noise. Like he still does his thing, but he doesn't make too much noise. And he still get a check because he be yeah. on the show. Yeah. So Scott was Scott's like, I'm gonna figure this out. But I think in real life. I was thinking about like, okay, in real life situations, if a dad really wanted to go to the birthday party, they couldn't, if you go on, if they, if in real life, not a Kanye, but like a, a regular person, if they went on live like that, it, it, they still wouldn't have probably got to be no. able to come to the birthday party. Because no. nobody cared that you, if you're a regular person, yeah. Nobody cares that you went on live. We're not trying to save face. We're not trying to um you know pull pr whatever we're trying to, we don't care <laughs> and you but, know, i i imagine kim was like oh now you want to be around the kids yeah yeah 
Probably, but I, I feel like does he has a does he have a history of being there for birthdays? Like I feel yeah. like if he never came to their birthdays or he never cared about their birthdays or being involved in important moments, then that's one thing. But if he's always at their birthday party, the kid the kids will be looking forward to seeing him. They know that even if he is traveling, even if he is does have a lot of things going on, that's the one place that they know they're they're going to see their dad. That's true. That's so true. I think you have to consider the children always. Like, if he's, if I understand if there's things going on, you need to speak with that person, even for regular people, right? So if there's a situation to where you and the father, your child don't get along, that's something that needs to be discussed before the day of the birthday party. Like, this man can't be thinking, um, I'm coming to a birthday party and having plans to come to a birthday party. And then it's like, he never gets the address. Like, no, there needs to be a discussion. Hey, remember we discussed having separate birthday parties. I'm having a party for her on this day. What day would you like to have your birthday party so that I can make sure that she's there with you for the party? Is there anybody from my friends list that you want to have at your party? I don't need to be there, but is there any, you know what I mean? Like communicate yeah. about these things. Don't just have him out here. And we don't know the full story. She could have communicated those things and he decided to pull the stunt. Like, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> but I just think in real life, if you're in that situation to where, you know, you're not on good terms with the father of your child, but your child is really looking forward to seeing their dad on their birthday, then you kind of have to make an adult decision and talk about it. And if you're not going to allow the child to be at their father's birthday, then you need to discuss that with your child ahead of time. So their child is not looking at the door, waiting for their dad to come through the door. And then it makes the dad look bad because they didn't show up. Right. You know, so all those things just have to be really communicated when you're not together when you're no longer together, you have to think about those details and think about how they're going to affect the children. So, I mean, we don't know the behind the scenes. We don't know if Chicago was even looking for him to come, but yeah, that was, that was a bit much. Everybody was kind of like feeling for him at first. And then when he was there 10 minutes later, people was like, uh, like, uh, you're there. It, it kind of makes you wonder though, because, um, see, I think that's also another thing. Like, now that when people i don't think people realize when they get divorced if you couldn't communicate while you were in your marriage yeah i can't imagine how hard it would be to communicate out of it right but it's even more it's 10 times more important because the kids yeah. no longer in yeah. the same home like if you yeah. don't have children then whatever but if you have right. children you need to really work on your communication like once you split, you need to work up to, on your communication 10 times harder because the kids need to know. I mean, you know, the dads need to know what's going on with the kids. Like, it's just not fair. If they're a present, if they want to be a present father and then you're just making it hard for them to be present, that's not fair to your kids. So, and that's, that's why the situation is going to be rough for them all 2022 because they got to learn how to communicate and they don't look like they on the same they look like they ain't been on the same page in a long time right right and then it's like you don't want to have to get the courts involved and stuff like I was watching um 
don't judge me, but I was watching the Portia show. Uh huh. And her and Dennis were having a discussion. For those of you who don't know, if you don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, then I don't know, skip past this part. But <laughs> <laughs> Portia has her own show with her family and it's been a hot smoking mess. Like if y'all watch that show, then I would definitely like review it for you guys. But I don't know if you guys watch. I'm Let's scared know. to watch it. It's, it was a lot. It was a lot. I wouldn't put my fun, my family through that for no check. I'm sorry. That was a lot. Yeah. But um. But anyways, on this particular episode, they were speaking about um their daughter because they had like a big. They tried to go on a family retreat. It didn't work out. It was a big blow up, and so now they have the aftermath of the blow up where they still have to. She said, "Forget trying to be one big happy co-parenting family, but we still need to co-parent." So um, we need to, you know, talk about some things. And so he basically was like, you know, she was making all the decisions for the daughter. She's like, yeah, she has a new fiance and they're moving into the city. She's like, yeah, we'll look for Pilar, a school in the city. And, um, or she said that's where her school would be or something like that. And then he's like, well, I don't even know where you're moving. Like, what city are we speaking of? Uh, what area like I need to know like we need to discuss where our daughter is going to go to school like I don't want you to think just because you're getting married you and your husband are going to make the plans for my daughter you know like we need to figure out how we're going to communicate and how we're going to be able to make these decisions together because I don't want to just be on the outside and not have no rights and no in the decision making like so it, it makes it tough because it's like, yeah, he was a terrible fiance. He cheated on her while she was pregnant. He was terrible. But he seems to be a good father and he wants to be a part of his daughter's life. So you can't completely push him to the side and then say, like, this is what this is what it is. She finna go to this school. We finna live over here. And oh, I'll, she said, what she said? She said, Oh, I'll give you the address if you need to pick her up or something. And he's Ooh. like, what the heck? <laughs> Like people don't realize they still have to make all those decisions yeah. still together. Anything concerning the child, it needs to be made together. If the father is present, like if the father is not there, then you know, you you have the right to do what you need to do to take care of the child. But you know, and of course, like always, we don't know all the details to that either. But I just felt like it was sad because he was like well, if we need a court, if we need to go to court, then we could just do that. And then she was taking it back, like, go to court? You trying to take me to court? <laughs> and for a, for a man, they feel like, sometimes they feel like that's their only way of getting the rights with, you know, what, what they're due. Yeah. If, if we go to court and we get 50-50 custody, you can't make no moves without me. Yep. And it's like, you don't want it to come to that because it's really bad. Like you can't move out of state. Like it's a lot of restrictions and what areas you can go. Like you have to agree on every little thing. So it's better to just come to the table and do what you need to do without the court system. But it's a lot. I was like, Ooh, this is, I hope this don't get, it's, it's going to get uglier for Portia because a lot has come out in the media since the show aired and it's real it's nasty but um yeah. See, that's what everybody who watches it says it's nasty like it's, everybody it's who says, like that's I, the it, only thing people can get themselves to say about it is it's nasty 
because it just made it worse. Like there was allegations about her cousin. Uh, her cousin used to work for him and the cousin was saying that he was inappropriate with her and she was only like 19 years old. With Dennis? Uh-huh. Oh. The cousin was saying that she fired him because she wouldn't like sleep with him or mess with him or something like that. But everybody was like kind of skeptical because it was like, girl, how many years ago was this? And you, you know, you know, but people people will come out and say what they need to say when they need to say it, but it was just kind of weird that she did it on television. But um or after after the show, that's when she chose to talk about it. But um yeah, it was a lot of stuff that came out that was like, whoa. And and Portia was cutting everything off. She was she was telling the family behind the producer's back, like, we're not talking about this tomorrow. There was a big fight. Like she tried to fight Dennis and his mama. <gasps> like she tried to physically fight them. She was throwing things, like she was not here. She blacked out and she went crazy. And she told she texted everybody the next morning the whole cast we're not talking about last night girl you on a reality show you are are on a reality show speak about your family you had a huge fight on camera you think the producers are going to allow you to not talk about this are you crazy this is why Andy kept saying, like, it's going to be fine, guys. Her show's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, they, no. They, she would have be- done better staying on Housewives because yeah. she is so exposed right now. Like, she can't blame it on nobody else. Like, you you could just, everything that people were saying about her on the show, I even had a little bit more sympathy for Kenya because Portia is, like, She's not okay. She got she got a lot going on, oh. and and because she, she can't control herself. If you can't even control yourself with your, I see it's one thing to be able to, to be fighting these other girls on the on a reality show, but you're fighting your family. Yeah, that's true. Like you're physically fighting your family. Like when when Kenya was saying like you're not healed and you're not. If you guys are not real housewives fan, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> <laughs> When she was going crazy and stuff, Kenya was kind of taunting her and saying, like, oh, you're in therapy, like, you're so healed now, and da 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 but it's like, okay, she probably really didn't do the work, because she's still doing the same stuff she was doing 10 years ago, so, anyway. We're going to have to pray for Portia, because, yeah. and her whole family. It, everybody yeah. kept, everybody who watches the show keeps saying that, like, they just feel for Dennis, like, they never thought they would feel for Dennis. Yeah, I do feel I do feel for him as a father because he was terrible. The things that he, you know, he sh- you don't cheat on a pregnant woman. So no. Not, you shouldn't cheat period. But you definitely but, shouldn't be out here cheating on your pregnant fiance like that. Ain't no coming back. No. Ain't no. no coming back. Like that's crazy. So him as a man in that aspect trash. But as a father, he seems to be a good father. So I do feel for him in that area cuz he has to sit here through a lot and Simon seems to be a good little um like liaison between him and Portia because he's pretty neutral with it he you know he's <laughs> like when they were fighting he was holding Dennis's back <laughs> see I feel like Simon is just there for the for the camera time 
I think he is as well. And somebody mentioned that on the show. They was like, he needs to get to know the real Portia, not reality, celebrity, whatever Portia. Because he likes, you know, they have fun. They go on vacation. Like, she's like a party girl for him. And it seems like that's what he likes. But it's a different story when you're doing life together and the cameras are off, you know? So he hey, he he learned a new uh side of her that day because he was whirlwind and he was trying to hold her down and but he kept a straight face the whole time it was kind of weird kind of scary how straight his face was like he did not he did not seem phased by it at all do you think that portia also was kind of like um I need this. Everybody's talking about me having my own show, and I need to really make this show pop. I don't know if she was trying to make it pop in that way. It seems as though she was trying to paint a different picture of herself in this show. Mm -hmm. So when things went left, she wasn't trying to have that scene. Like she was trying to, when she fought, she literally could not control herself. But in every other scene, she was trying to make make it seem like things like things are perfect with her. Like she didn't need no fixing. She was there to fix everybody else. So the oh, show wow. that she was trying to create was fixing her family so that they can all come together. Fixing um Dennis and his mom. Her cousin and her her mom had some issues that they needed to fix. Like all the focus was on all these other people. Oh wow! And taking the attention off of her, really. And so when she lost her cool, she probably was like, "Oh crap! Like y'all, we're not talking about this." It was okay when everybody else was talking about their issues, but when it the, it got pointed to her, and there was no way she could get away from it, she didn't want it to be addressed. But the producers wasn't having that. The next morning, she was talking a whole different tune. She was like, I guess we could talk about it. <laughs> like, this is what you paid here to, to do. We got to talk about it. And see, this is the thing is, there's probably all these other times where producers have cut some stuff out. And yeah. so, because that editing room ain't no joke. Right, right. So she probably was thinking that she was going to be able to get them to cut it out on the back end. But it's like, nah, this show haven't had as much crazy drama as a real housewife so we gotta keep that in Oof. you thought they was girl they was not cutting that out that was, it was like you signed this dot and yeah press play they, they stopped in the middle of a scene and was like so we're not gonna talk about last night the producers when the producers step in you know they ain't playing they was like so we're not gonna talk about last night and then her auntie was like i was told not to say nothing <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go watch it. <laughs> and then the producer was like, Well, who told you not to say that then? She was like, she did her eyes and looked at Portia. <laughs> Portia said, I'm gonna give everybody five grand extra. Don't <laughs> say nothing. You know, Auntie don't care. She was like, She she told us not to say nothing. <laughs> anyway, sorry y'all. We went on a whole different tangent. But I'm sorry, we I'm talked sorry. about hot topics since we've been back. So there's your hot topic segment for yeah okay all right let's move into our mama moments kendra (laughs) kendra Kendra, Kendra. okay so my mama moment listen 
I was on my way to pick up my daughter from school, right? Mm-hmm. And I could hear my little one back there was going number two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I, I was thinking like, oh, I'm driving. Um, I'll just like let her finish. And by the time I get to my daughter's school, I'll just clean, I'll like clean her up, right? Because mm-hmm. I was driving. Right. And something said to me, pull over <laughs> pull over because if the car started to stink yeah it was, it was car, like a blowout yeah the car was smelling like a blowout and right right she you know she had nine months no blowouts just cool oh wow girl <laughs> <laughs> when I got to that car seat oh the whole car seat away <laughs> I'm so happy I pulled over because to the right side of her, just a big old smushy poop. Oh, no. She hadn't touched it, thank God. I could tell she hadn't touched it. Yeah. Because I'm thinking if I would have kept driving, if she would have touched that. All, it would have been everywhere. Could you? Oh, oh God. I'm, a, oh. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It would have been everywhere. It would have been everywhere. So now I got to pull over with a whole blowout situation. And I'm just glad I had wipes. Huh? On the way to school. Oh, on the way to pick up. Oh, the way to pick up. Okay. So I was so happy because I had had just dropped Austin off and I was leaving to go pick up um, Audrey. And when I left to go pick up Audrey, I decided to just take a diaper and wipes with me. I was like, oh, just take a diaper and wipes. Yeah. Thank goodness I did. Right. Because if I had it. <laughs> so I had to and it was windy outside. Oh, God. It was windy. It was like so windy. And so I like pull over and I'm like trying to clean this diaper. It's windy. And I'm just trying to like clean and I'm cleaning the car seat. It was just like. And then when I picked up Audrey, she I ended up so I didn't have any clothes for a ride. So I, I had these pair of shorts, Austin shorts in the car. Uh-huh. So I just put one leg in each <laughs> pair in <his> shorts. <laughs> she had these size like five T shorts on up oh. to her chest. Oh my god. Like a, like a romper. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to get out the car to get Audrey. Yeah, but I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just like parked real quick, ran out, yeah. got Audrey, got back in the car because yeah, she, she was wearing five t-shirts. Oh my god! Yeah, and then it was crazy because while I'm trying to change the diaper, my husband calls. And so I'm really bad at not answering the phone. So I really make it an effort when he calls to like answer real quick. Mm-hmm. So I answer and I'm like, babe, you wouldn't, if you knew what I was going through right now, you would think Nicole hang up the phone. Right. He's like, everything okay? I'm like, yeah, I'll call you back. Like, right. And then, it's, you know, blowouts when it's like, how did the top of your back, like how did it? Girl. Mm. I used to cut Kenyon shirts off. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. I didn't know that you could roll the onesie down from the shoulders. And so I was 
cutting all of his shirts off and throwing them in the trash. Like oh. I kept a pair of scissors because I'm like, he had, he always had blowouts. He was a breastfed baby and oh. he just had blowouts all the time. And so I would just cut his shirt up, throw it in the trash, keep it moving. But he would literally have poop up to his neck. Oh, like, wow. How did it get up there? How did it get up there? <laughs> And then especially in the car seat, because the car seat they sit in and it's just yeah, it's got a oh god, it was terrible. Oh, it was rough. It was rough. But what's what's your mama moment? Um, okay, so my mama moment. So we found this new, I don't know if it's new, um little show on YouTube. I try to find like besides cocoa melon, I try to find uh like shows like that that teach them different things but with black people because yeah i just want them to see you know black people so um i found this show gracie's corner Hmm. and let me tell you gracie's corner is lit okay gracie (laughs) it's called gracie's corner g-r-a-c-i-e apostrophe s Gracie. Okay. It's this little black girl. She's probably like eight or nine years old. Her name is Gracie. She's the voiceover for it. And it's an animated series, but they do they do counting and letters and head, shoulders, knees, and toes and things like that. So um so I turned it on for Bryson. And so Bryson is not a dancer. Like he'll part he'll, you know, crowd participation, but he's not a dancer. Kendon was a dancing machine since he came out the womb. We have a video of him like trying to stand up and dance at like four months. But Bryson, on the other hand, is very reserved, laid back, like he kind of just chills. So they had this counting song, and it was to the beat of cut it, you know, cut it, cut it. Yo, no. Like, you need to cut it. So well, let me write this down. It, Gracie's corner. Count it. Count it. Count it. <laughs> no. I tell you, Bryson was in there getting it. I was like, go, Bryson. Go, Bryson. No. <laughs> he had his hands in the air. He was spinning around all fast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. It was the cutest thing ever. I said, oh, we lit with Gracie's corner. You're going to be cracking up. They have so many songs um, that they do renditions to on there, like with the beat. So it's really cute. Um, another, if y'all just, you know, need another YouTube channel to go to, it's another one called Omo Berry. So it's like Coco Melon, but it's also Black people. But the thing about Omo Berry is I think it's African. So sometimes some of the words they, they pronounce are not like English, you know, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. So you just gotta be a little careful with that. But um it's a cute animated uh like nursery rhyme type um videos as well. Is Gracie's Corner on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. I'll check yeah. that out because um Audrey loves YouTube oh, and all the different songs and all the singers. So Yeah, I we... just gonna love it. She's gonna be in there cutting it because they have a lot of music. It's a lot of music, and you're going to be in there dancing, too. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to do that, because um, she... We have... Uh, I can't even. I can't even. Uh, last night, we was dancing to something, and we was like, where did she learn all these dance moves? And then, she you know, from 
the ninja kids to Lele, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's so it's so funny. It's so funny. But kids are something else. But I'm gonna definitely check out that Gracie's Corner. Yeah, Gracie's Corner is super cute. Okay, so we're gonna jump into our topic for today. And this is kind of gonna be like a little series that we jump in and out of called um things we would change, right? Is that what we said? Yeah. Or if we could do it all over again. Yeah, if we could do it all over again. If we could do it all over again. So this is if we could do it all over again, birth edition. So Nicole and I were just kind of talking about like if we were to have more kids like what what is something that we would change or that we would want to try out differently um i kind of had plans for my second pregnancy um not necessarily the things that i'm going to discuss today but i did have some other things in mind that i wanted to do differently from my my first birthing experience that i didn't really get a chance to do and i don't plan on having more kids so this is just me sharing what I would have done, but I ain't have no more kids, so don't even ask. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. But yeah, what's some what's the one thing that you feel like you would um if you could do it all over again, what would you dif- do differently with your birth experience? Oh my goodness. Okay, so definitely um we're gonna get more into it later because Kendra's got more details than I do, but I definitely would have had um, a doula Mm -hmm. because my, um, at the end, I thought I had a doula, but she was a doula midwife person. I don't know. I think she was a midwife, but she had doula experience as well. Uh And so on my first birth, she was really my saving grace at the end because my epidural didn't work. Mm -hmm. And so um are partially worked so she um just the way she was able to tap in and like tap into the pain and like the pain of it all because I had the medicine to induce me and then the epidural didn't kick in so I had like not just regular birth and pain I had extreme birth and pain because it was induced right? right so the way that doula was able to tap in with me I I wish I would have had I should have did that I don't know why I didn't do that again I I I had two more chances, but right. Um, so, did you have her? Was she there when you got to the hospital, or was that the first time you met her? Was at your birth? Yeah. So okay. that was the first time I met her, and she didn't come into the end. So I guess Kendra's funny letters. She acted more as a midwife, right, yeah. but she was super encouraging and helped me push through the pain. Yeah. And and uh, just that connection, especially for the first time, like with all of them really but just that support like truth be told like husbands really don't know how to do the level of support yeah and it's nothing against them uh, maybe you know your husband may be different or somebody else's husband may be different mm-hmm. but even when I watch people's like YouTube videos of giving birth mm-hmm. it's like it's the support is not giving what I what I really needed to give. <laughs> I think you would have to literally do a Lamaze class or do a class yeah. with a doula for yeah. the husband to really know what to do. Because other than that, they just know to do what you tell them to do. Because they ain't gonna do nothing else besides what you tell them to do. <laughs> yeah, they just stand in there. 
Because they don't know. They don't know either. They're first-time dads. Yeah. Sometimes they're first-time dads. They're nervous. They're nervous. They don't know what to do. They don't want to hurt you. They don't want to get slapped. Like. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't know if I held back in my birth story, but when I was in pain, I remember I cussed a lot. Like. Yeah. F, did I say that? Okay, that was like, like, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and my husband was like, babe, like, chill. I'm like, whoa, don't tell me to chill right now. Right. <laughs> this ain't no chilling. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just wish that that level of like midwife or, and because I didn't have my mom or anybody in there because I'm kind of a super private person to some level. Mm-hmm. And so. You didn't have your mom in there for any of your kids? No. Yeah, it's a it's a lot to see. It's a lot to see. And my family is kind of conservative. And so mm-hmm. it was just a lot. It was just a lot. And so yeah. um I probably the third time probably could have had her in there because it was the third time, but mm-hmm. um but COVID and all that stuff. So yeah, so that's what I would change. What about you? That's one thing. Yeah, I was gonna say the same, like I um I I knew about doulas and midwives and things like that before um, because in my line of work, um, we worked with pregnant and um, pregnant teenagers and we actually started offering those doula services like kind of towards the end of my uh, stay there. So I started learning a little bit more about it. So I was knowledgeable and it's crazy because I was pregnant at the time. But um, (laughs) I don't know. I kind of always associated having a doula with doing a home birth. And my first child, I was not interested in doing a home birth because I was already terrified. And I was already like, oh my gosh, what if something happens? Like I was freaking terrified of birth. So a doula in my mind was associated with a home birth. And that's not necessarily true. It doesn't always have to be that way. You can have a doula and bring them to the hospital with you. The purpose of a doula is for emotional and physical support. So, and they can provide those services before uh, during and after birth, which I didn't know that they still provide services after birth. So just in case you are um, pregnant and you're, you know, looking to get together your birth plan, I highly recommend a doula because everything you don't know, they do know. Like they're very knowledgeable about breathing techniques, um, support how to get your mind in the right head space so that you're able to, um, you know, not work so hard mentally, um, how to relax your mind, relax your body. And um, they do a lot of like work with you before birth and with your partner as well. And then if you don't have a partner or, you know, anybody that's going to be there with you in the hospital uh, or you feel like, oh, my family is so frantic. Like I need somebody that's going to be like calm that I can like look to then a doula support would like be very beneficial. Um, But that was something that I was thinking about um, after I gained more knowledge of it. I think that's something that I would include as well because they do help with the afterbirth as well. So helping that's really nice together like mentally and like 
you know, exercises that you might need to do or just support in general, just like checking in with you and the baby and making sure that you guys are bonding and that you have like all the support that you need. Because afterbirth is like a really, I feel like that's when you need the most support. And so um, a lot of times people, your family may not know how to do that. Your husband, your partner, they might not know, know what to do. So having the support of a doula, I feel like could be really beneficial. And then if you're going to do another thing that I considered, um, I could just be saying this because I'm not having no more kids, but it always looks really nice and like beautiful is like a home water birth. Yeah. I feel like that would be like such a beautiful experience to just like have your whole family there. I was watching a video. Most of the videos that I watch surrounding a water birth like everybody's involved like you know you have your kid your other kids are there your husband is there everybody's around the pool like you know um just supporting you and just like being a part of the experience so I always thought that that looked like really beautiful now let let me let me me talk about this water birth situation okay (laughs) cool water birth water birth okay listen they look so beautiful, uh-huh. but you know what scared me from the water birth is a friend of mine's friend, mm-hmm. her first time pregnancy decided to do a water birth at a center, right? Uh-huh. And when the center told her, you got to pay us in full. Oh, yeah. Because if you get to the labor time and you come here and you still got to go to the hospital then they we need to make sure we pay. Yeah, they still want their money. They want their money regardless. And it is not cheap. It is very it is not expensive. cheap. It is very expensive. I know someone who did the birthing center, labored for, for a very long time, but more than what they could handle and then had to go to the hospital on top of that. So then it's like, I don't know. I don't know what her insurance and stuff was like, but I imagine it's like, well, dang, you have to pay the birth center and then you got to go to the hospital and you got to pay that bill too. Yeah. So that's what she had. The girl I know friend, she had to pay both. That's a lot. That is something to consider too. So that, that was crazy. like, you know, but needless to say, I, I wish I would have, um, I, if, if, okay, so the reason why I, I couldn't do it this way, how I, I would have liked to do it is because um, if you listen to our birth stories on my first pregnancy, um, when I was 38 weeks, I had a low water and so they had to induce me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they were nervous that th- that could be hereditary mm-hmm. of having low water. Cause that has to do with your, whatever, the cord or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my second and third, it was like, we're going to, we're just going to go ahead and, and induce you around that same time because we don't want, if it is hereditary, we don't want you getting, that's just, that's scary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting to the end of your pregnancy and then watering low. Right. Right. So but if I didn't have that situation, I definitely would have liked to birth at home and been a drop and go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, talk about when you get close and then the, I, when I had to stay at the hospital for like two days in the, cause I was induced and they had me there for two days and it was like the longer induced induction ever. When mm-hmm. I was there, I heard so many people drop and go. 
And so all so the nurses explain, would, explain the drop and go. Okay, so I don't remember it's exactly a drop and go, but it's a drop and something, but like a drop and go. So basically, I would be in my room, I would hear somebody screaming. <laughs> <laughs> all the nurses would run out and flee to that person, hook that person up to their extra room that they leave vacant for emergencies, mm-hmm. deliver the baby, mm-hmm. and then get her settled and go to her room. What? So you're saying a person would come into the hospital screaming, the baby's coming, the baby's coming. They yeah. The baby and then they go. But how do you time that? See, you gotta, you gotta have somebody, you gotta have some, I think that's just like the luck of the draw. See, but that's, that's what I would want to do is I'm getting close because that last time with the third baby, I birthed at home a couple of days. Like I just dealt with, um, you labored at home. Yeah, I labored at home for like a week and it was painful at home, but it was also very like soothing. I don't know. Yeah, it's way more comfortable at home. That's yeah. the first thing somebody told me was labor at home for as long as you can. As long as your water hasn't broken, stay home. And that's what I did with Kendon. I labored at home for like 16 hours. Yeah. And I didn't go to the hospital until I couldn't like, I literally couldn't like take it no more. Yeah. And since I went through that extreme pain with the first one, I had an idea what childbirth was going to feel like. So mm-hmm. technically, it's like if I would have been able to do that second and third, but I couldn't do that because of the water situation. But mm-hmm. if I could do if I could do it all over and I didn't have that situation, I would probably have tried to labor at home as long as I could. Mm-hmm. Because the pain of um, laboring naturally and the pain of being induced is so extreme yeah like the induction medicine that pain is like it's just like rip your hair off but like natural um contractions at least from what i felt it was just like it was painful yeah it was a lot more bearable so Yeah, so I mean, that's that's one thing. What about you? What's another thing you would do? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, just continuing with that, with the water, bur- water birth, a reason why I was like kind of interested in it was for that reason. Like with, with the pain, they say that it's a lot less painful in the water because you have, oh. like, yeah, because you have the warmth from the water which relaxes you but it also releases endorphins right which helps you improve your blood flow and so it just helps you to be able to control your experience more so like when you're in the water it's just more relaxing so you're able to kind of like rock through it and like it it, it just makes the the contractions a little less like tragic like when you're sitting in the hospital and you're laying on your back and you can't get up, like it just makes everything so much more painful. But if you're able to move around in the water, like you're able to kind of like help move along the um, the contraction a little bit better. I'm over here rocking like I'm in the water. She moving like y'all can see. And uh, they also said, which helps, you know, you to have like a shorter labor because you're able to like switch your positions and you're able to help the progression. Like it's the natural way to give birth. Yeah. It's, you know, to just like kind of move around, rock around. Um, But they also were saying that 
and doing my research, it was also saying that if you do water like hydrotherapy, it doesn't mean you have to have the baby in the water. So you can, there are hospitals where they have several different methods that you can use. So you can rock on the ball, you can be in the pool, like there's, you know, different things that you can do. So you can basically like labor in the water. And then like when you're ready to have the baby, you can get out, you know, you don't have to have the baby in the water. Because sometimes when you're in the water, it can create bacteria and infection and like mm. things like that. So everybody doesn't want, some people want to do like water labor, which they call hydrotherapy, but they don't necessarily want to have the baby in the water. Mm. That's interesting. Um, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But um, something else I would do if I could do it all over again, I would probably try not to do the epidural. I would want to just, um, when my sec, when my second son, I didn't have an epidural, um, it was a unique experience, but if I was to have another child, I would do no epidural again, because for those reasons, the same reasons of how you can move around in the water, I would want to be able to move around in the hospital room. Cause I feel like, um, the benefit of being able to, kind of maneuver and rock through because that's what I did at home when I labored with Kendon at yeah. home like I literally was sitting on my um exercise ball like bouncing up and down I was like rocking and like they showed me the techniques where I could like hang on my husband's shoulders and rock like that like to get through the um I'm doing all these motions like y'all can see me <laughs> <laughs> but you know all the little techniques that you that you can do to like get get through those contractions they really help and so I feel like if I was able to kind of move around more I feel like it would have helped it a little better especially by the third kid because by the third kid they just ready anyway so yeah. uh yeah I, I don't think I would do the epidural see I don't think I would do the epidural either as long as I got to, if I could do the natural birth, like mm -hmm. when I was naturally birthing at home, I could get through the pain, right? Mm -hmm. But the second they had to induce me. If you get the Pitocin, then you ain't. You uh -uh. Can, it's just, it's like it's literally the, the second. It makes it unbearable. Yeah. Okay. So the first pregnancy I had, I had the Pitocin the second one too but the th but the second one i had a good epidural okay he, he hooked it up but the first one i had pitocin and the epidural didn't work and that's why i said it was that labor was horrible but okay. this third time if i could have the the induction that i got was the pill form and literally the second i didn't have pitocin the third time mm -hmm. and the second they put that pill in like, I was like, okay, I need the epidural. Yeah. And literally, literally the second, like 20, 10 minutes after they put that sucker in, I was like, yeah, let's get the epidural rolling because this, <laughs> this is painful. It's happening. I don't know what it is. Like, I felt like even though, like, my second birth was really, really painful because I literally had nothing. I didn't have no... Motrin, no Tylenol, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it was really painful, but first it was just like really empowering at the same time. Yeah. So that's what made me feel like, uh, if I, if I was going to have another baby, I would just want to experience all the pain. Cause it just made me feel like I got my wings and <laughs> I was just like, wow. Like I really, I could really like our bodies are made to do this. But now while I was in the thick of it, I was screaming for medicine, like, Lord, please give me something. But yeah. after you get through it, you feel like, wow, I could do it. And I feel like because I know what to expect now, I could handle it a little better. And and when I in that position, they were trying to stop my labor. So there was no rocking and bouncing on the ball and no. It was sit there so we can figure out how to stop this labor, you know? Yeah. So I I would change everything about that experience, but uh, some superficial Ugh. thing that I said that I would do that I, I thought I was going to get to do with my second son, but I wasn't, was um, I wanted to be able to like have my makeup done and like take really cute pictures because with Kendon, I don't have no pictures. Like after, after I gave birth to him, the, all they took was pictures of him. Yeah. Nobody took no pictures of me with the baby. Like, it was just like, oh, the baby's here. Forget about her. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Told my husband like, once we found out we was pregnant, the plan. Like he knew the plan. Like we was ready. I was like, listen, call Amber. Tell her I need her to get down here and be my face. I need <laughs> everybody got a job. Okay. Everybody got a job. <laughs> right. Go and get my good wig and put it on standby. Curl it up. Have it ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get our own photographer in here <laughs> you know i was i just did selfies because i was like my husband's not gonna take no good photo uh we're gonna do I these selfies. selfies i did take selfies so i do have a few of those pictures but oh, not okay. really good video but i was just like where are the my best friend when she had her baby oh i was taking all the cute pictures i had like I had the auntie over here, the mama with the baby. Like I was taking pictures with every everybody. I was taking a bunch of pictures of her because I had already had my experience. So I knew what to do for her, you know? Right, right. And she didn't care about pictures. She's not a picture person. But I was like, great, you're going to get all these pictures today. <laughs> you, you're going to be happy you got these pictures, okay? I'm doing this for you and me. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's something that I would I would want to do. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, you know, something I would want to do is I feel like I never quite had the the um the after afterward I can't say afterwards prepared as best as I could have. Like from the meal prep to the mm -hmm. the child care to like okay, the kids are home but now they're gonna go to so and so's house for a day. Like yes. that balance of the aftercare of just having people's roles set up to be there you know yeah yeah that's really important that is like super important like what you said about like the meals and the care for the other children because that's something that you don't want to have to think about like if you could go home and like of course you want your kids to meet the baby and all that stuff but if you can go home for like at least a day or two to just like get settled in get stuff set up and not have the kids running around and like kind of just like get acclimated that's a huge blessing and then I also learned about this um after Kendon but the what is it called 
meal train or something like that. Oh, yeah. So basically, you can have your friends and family sign up to like bring food or send food or whatever so that you don't have to worry about it. Um, because with Kendon, like Brandon was just, you know, cooking, but it would have been better if we would have had stuff there then we could both be spending that time like with the baby and not having to like do all this extra stuff yeah that's true yeah that would be good um people did send us things when we had bryson though like we didn't have to worry about a lot of people sent us gift cards um uber eats food to the hospital and like people really did take care of us with um when Bryson came so and it, it was super helpful because you're there all day you ain't thinking about food like yeah you're not you're trying to get through the day so yeah mm-hmm. um, I will also get a um I think I mentioned this before I will also have taken um dang what is it called um like the breastfeeding coach or whatever oh see i never liked those people i had a really good one in the hospital but it wasn't working because i didn't have my baby to practice with so that was just a different situation but i felt like with the services that they provided me that's another thing i would definitely have my if i was gonna have my baby in the hospital i would definitely have my next baby at uci i love that hospital I love that is a really good hospital. it's a beautiful hospital the staff i never met one person there that I did not like or enjoy. Like literally all the doctors, all the nurses, the freaking housekeeping people, the people in the cafeteria, the the security, the um, valet people, everybody. Like it's really made our experience there really positive. So I would definitely um, have my baby there. Well, when Bill Clinton was out here and he got sick or whatever, they took him straight to UCI. Yeah. I forgot somebody, um, while we were there, somebody famous was really there too. They had shut down a whole wing of the hospital for somebody. I don't know who it was. um, Well, my mom was there. uh, uh, Oh, I don't think she was supposed to. Oh, I don't know. That's confidential. Yeah, yeah, I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that on. <laughs> she wasn't supposed to know whatever nurse told her was not yeah. supposed to tell her. She wasn't supposed to because I didn't see that information nowhere. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me just keep that to myself. Yeah, keep that on the hush. Hospital though, like if you man, it makes a difference when you can pick your hospital. I had a good experience at uh, Kaiser Riverside. Now there, um, I do not like the room that you go to after the baby. Like when you, the actual birthing room was beautiful. So big and spacious. It's like enough room for everybody in there. And like, I was like, wow, this is amazing. But um, after you have the baby, they take you to another room. It was a box. Really? It was a box, literally. I was like, what is this? Get me out of here. I was so ready to go home because it just wasn't as comfortable as the other room now you see i on the other hand that room was just as big well it wasn't as big as the um birthing room but it was really big see my kaiser anaheim it was brand new it was like literally like two years old so our room after was big and 
both of my hospitals afterwards was big. And I had a nice view. Uh, the view yeah, and I had my so beautiful. Yeah, the view was so beautiful at UCR. I didn't sleep all night, so I was just sitting there looking at looking at the um, city lights and stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that you can do to enhance your birthing experience. Like, I really recommend sitting down and doing your research and really um, thinking out your birthing plan. If anybody is out there that's pregnant or considering having another child, um, because if you kind of just like wing it or like wait till you get there, then you get what you get, you know? So if you could prepare for it, um, it really does make a difference. I will also suggest that if you are, um, if you are pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant to consult with some doula services, there are specific doula services specific to black women, which is also important because your, who your doula is, they need to know who you are and they need to be able to advocate for you. And, um, there's a lot of discrepancies in Black maternal health, and you need to have someone that's going to be there to speak up for you and to know what you want and to not back down. Because if you go in there and you just say like, because I'm like, they're like, okay, yeah, write out your birthing plan. I gave them my birthing plan. I don't even know if they looked at it. So <laughs> and okay. if, you have, if you have your doula there they're going to make sure your birthing they're going to to the best of their ability they're going to make sure everything on your birthing plan comes to fruition so i'll highly recommend finding um black doula services there are several different organizations that you can um tap into that and interview that doula okay you need yeah. to interview people in, interview them because you want to have somebody that's going to be able to communicate with you well as as well you don't want somebody that's going to be like telling you what to do and like not listening to you that defeats the whole purpose okay defeats the whole purpose that's why i was happy my first my the, my first doctor she was she was black so she would she would tell me a lot but then she wouldn't tell me nothing because she didn't want to scare me so she wouldn't yes. tell me nothing but she would that's tell enough. me enough yeah 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 so if you can find someone to be there for you to advocate for you to help support you emotionally if you know your partner is like squeamish and they're not going to be able to like do much to really help then Mm. go ahead and have an extra person (laughs) okay some men have a really hard time like in the delivery room like they don't know what to do with their hands they don't know you know they don't want to touch you because they don't want to get beat up like they don't know so um and that's okay because you know they need support as well but the doula can be there to help so i even though i never had the services i advocate for them because i have seen the success stories with it and um i see the benefit in it now so I'm like, do it if you can, girl. Do it like it shall be day, okay? Okay, please. If there's anything you got from this podcast, it's an uh, interview a whole lot of doulas, okay? And you just like if you're going to do it at home. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so this is cool. This is our, if we could do it all over again, segment. Um, yeah, so we'll be popping in and out with this segment um, or series um, of if we could do it all over again. So, yes. if you guys enjoyed this episode make sure you are following us on instagram at somebody's mama pod 
subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Somebody's Mama Podcast. And make sure you are giving us a rating and review. Five stars only, of course. Five stars. And we will holla at y'all next week. Bye. Bye.